Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the kindred spirits here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here. Here we are doing our third, it feels like our third podcast in two days. Uh, so we're really cranking them out. John, how are you doing, my friend? How, how, how are things? How have things been since I last spoke to you? Yeah, yesterday? I don't know. Uh, well, since we last <laughs> spoke, I ate uh, dinner and uh, there you go. I came downstairs. But yeah, no, for folks who didn't watch the live show on Monday night, and if you're listening to this, shame on you. You should be doing that. Although now I don't know. It seems like we do. It seems like now we record the Kindred Spirits on Tuesday. But either way, uh, I had a good weekend watching the Spirit live at Audi Field uh, with 8,500 of my closest friends who got two free beers, two free beers each in Spiritville. Uh, so that's cool. But yeah, no, they didn't I, lose. Pretty yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a weekend at the beach and then I had a soccer game in, in front of me. So I, I can't complain at all. Ted, what about you? I was been yeah honestly not not a whole lot uh, not a whole lot going on still split my time between Lynchburg and in Richmond uh, for the next couple weeks so that that's that's coming to a close here soon and then I'm back to my normal studios with my um, incredibly fast internet <laughs> not 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 that I'm looking forward to it or anything no not um, at all that's why I have to <laughs> so um, yeah let's just jump right into it let's start off with the Washington Spirit uh, playing to a zero zero draw against the Orlando Pride. Uh, they didn't lose, which is good because that's becoming kind of a thing. Improvement. Um, they they played well. I think their their XG they dominated the so called XG uh, with one goal. Uh, I believe one goal expected goals versus like point three. They they played like it was it's it's so fr- it's so clear. This game was more evident, I think, than a lot of the other games. When you can play this well, and then the talent that's just missing, just that that final ball, that that cutting finish, I feel like this is like this is like we can literally just repeat. We could just take the show, change the names, throw it in there, and and that's throw throw it in the next week's podcast. I mean the the team actually I thought played probably their best game um, in my mind of their of this sort of non national team uh, players. I thought they played their best. Uh, but they just wasn't enough. They weren't able to find the finishing ball. They never really, I think there was maybe one or two chances, really was never really a threatening chance. Their, their finishing was kind of off um, all night. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know what else to say. It's just been, uh, this, this this game This game hurt because I think it's sort of sealed, and they could prove me wrong. They could absolutely prove me wrong. It sealed the fate for me that uh, this season's going to have an early conclusion, and then you just kind of got to, you know, rebound for, um for next year at this point. I don't know if you feel the same, but this kind of seemed to seal it for me that, that this season may be trending on undone yeah. and finished. There's just not a lot of room for them to make up. No, they've got to be pretty perfect. This I have never seen in person a more uh, direct advertisement for international window NWSL than, than this game. It was uh, the lineups were indicative of the fact that there's a major tournament going on somewhere else in the world and other and other and other international the euros are going on the w championship was going on uh the way the game went uh, very indicative to that so just just to to share we already talked about the xg uh and i think the stats kind of do tell the story here the spirit had 17 shots and zero big chances so it really was not a matter of threatening goal. They had one ball hit the crossbar. They had two chances that should have been have been high percentage chances, and they, they were not able to convert. But it was just the story of the whole game, really. They uh, they were unable to 
get into dangerous positions. They had no no one to finish the the balls that were created. Uh, you know, they had almost sixty percent of possession, five shots on target. It just didn't it just didn't really matter. It didn't really matter what they did. They were not able to get the final touch, which is what had been the story for them pretty much the entire break. They had thirty five minutes in the previous game they played uh, at Segra, which was against Kansas City. They had a probably a run of more dangerous attacking than they did in this game, but defensively they were better here. Orlando was not a threat. You could tell when they got there they weren't going to be a threat, and that was accurate. There were a few times where players... yeah, there were a couple of chances they had. There were there were a couple a couple chances they had. Um, I think I remember they had they were they were definitely susceptible on the break. I felt like for the spirit Correct. and yeah, and there there was at least one opportunity I think that actually I thought was offside. And I believe whoever the sort of a sort of sort of a, a microcosm of the game, uh, I believe the Orlando player just kind of played it very much did not get it anywhere near goal. Uh, really should have done better with that. Um, so you talk about being a, a sort of, you know, if if I'm trying to think of who's some of like the international players that are still left on the Orlando platter there. But if a higher quality player is out there running in that running to make that finish uh that that ball ends up in the back of the net and it's one nothing pride so it was uh, i think i think i think the spirit were lucky i think they were lucky in a lot of ways to escape that game darian jenkins was a challenge and late in the game uh, abigail kim was was a challenge there's sort of their speed uh and that's honestly what the spirit we were able to do too late in the game they made a bunch of subs and the quality picked up a little bit it was tired legs it was hot and muggy the whole game, they did their best to push through it, uh, but uh, I'm trying to think of uh, you know players I want to spotlight. Amber Brooks was something that was her best game as a Spirit player, and it's not close. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got into many many scraps. There were there, there were fouls all over the place, but she also was sort of integral in neutralizing Darian Jenkins. I I asked <laughs> I asked Devin Kerr. And uh, and Tara McKeown about the physical nature of the game, and, and here's what they had to say about it. Yes, for both of you, you lost track of how many times there was a stoppage for collisions. Or were you expecting that level of a physical game going into it? Obviously, talk about your game plan, but that was that was a that was a physical game. Rugby was here yesterday. It was yeah. uh, kind of similar. It's the same game. Yeah, I feel like every time we play Orlando. Like, out of all the teams, it always is a really, really physical game. It gets gritty. Um, I think, you know, there was no harm in any of it. It was just emotions, again, were high, and it was really exciting. But, yeah, there was a ton of stuff. When she said how many minutes were left in stoppage time, I was kind of shook. But So, yeah, they, 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 they saw it, too. They were, they were evident that this was the game that was unfolding in front of them. But Amber Brooks was a real part of what was able to keep them uh, a clean sheet. Devin Kerr got her first clean sheet as a player. Um, that now means that the that the media staff <laughs> at at the Spirit can stop calculating clean halves, uh, which is apparently an ESPN stat. I couldn't believe that. I see I see it on the game notes every week. I'm like, is that are they keeping that? Is that real halves? But uh, yes, apparently it is real, and they they do keep it. But now she's got an actual clean sheet to her name. So we're happy about that. Um, Anna Halfordy was pretty good. Anna Halfordy probably again had one of her better games. She was there was there was no one to to be on the end of her crosses, unfortunately. Um, but Sam Staub, another great game. Uh, she has been the defense has been questionable. I think this whole whole season. So it's not like they were as as cohesive as they were last year. In the middle of 
the first half when all of those counters you were talking about were occurring, uh, Chris sent one of his assistants up to the perch to watch the sort of the game film, the game from a higher vantage point so they could see what's going on. Uh, and he mentioned that the center backs were too close together uh, and they were supposed to draw, they were supposed to, by positioning, draw their attacking players out wide so that they would be left to cross it and our center backs would clear out the, the, the things, but that wasn't happening. So they were able to make that adjustment at halftime. So that was kind of a, a neat uh, peek behind uh, the curtain. But uh, again, this is sort of was the must win we flagged we said you gotta be you gotta beat kansas city you gotta beat orlando uh they didn't they did neither of those things they got one point from six i think it's very likely that this is the end of the story for for 2022 but you know from from this game's perspective chris and i i asked chris a question last game after the kansas city game after tanaya alexander grabbed the ball uh after the penalty and missed but she grabbed it uh, and and he applauded sort of that a player taking that risk into their own hands and saying I'm gonna I'm gonna do this let's see how it goes I, I'm confident and he said our team is missing that and then this game in the last five minutes of the game two chances balls being squared right across uh, right across the in the 18 both uh, Terry McKeown uh, and Audrey Harding had chances to score and couldn't do it and we're just looking to pass instead of make the shot. Uh, it's uh, it's unfortunate. Tara, Tara, I think Tara's legs were tired, but I asked Chris yeah. about this and if that was something that he emphasized uh, going from the Kansas City game uh, to this game, and this is what he said. Um, I think for Audrey, it was, you know, we talked about it. I think it was the last time we played Orlando, actually was she had that half chance early on in the game and she missed wide. And I think she was maybe a little gun shy since then. And so it's been, hey, no, this is this is your opportunity. Uh, I think Tara was just fatigued at the end of the day. Um, I've never seen Tara pass up a chance to shoot. Um, and so I think she just didn't have it in her legs and that's why we had to get her off and, um, and change her. But yeah, she's... Uh, She's never met a shot she didn't like, so to speak. So that was definitely that was definitely a new one. But you know, again, for her trying to get back to ninety, and with how just awful the conditions were, um, maybe could have dragged her off a little bit sooner. And she was close. So yeah, I mean, he said it right there. This is when Ashley Hatch comes back. Uh, hopefully, next game we'll talk about that in a second. The, she's, he's going to have his first choice forward pairing for the first time since the first game of the season. And that's uh, that's that tells you all you need to know about how banged up this team has been or just, you know, the the way this 22 has gone. It's been it's been on it's it's been tough. We got off to tell you that listener. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's only been tough. I, I will want I also want to say I thought uh, Bogalski um, also I thought she uh, she had a strong game. Um, in, the, in this game, she was definitely moving up that flank very well, and it's, it's good to see her getting back to form after um, uh, suffering the the injury that she suffered to, to start the season. So that that's been good to see her get back. Um, <clears throat> what do you think of uh, Bailey Feist? That's, that's another sort of main piece of this whole you know secondary piece. Uh, anything anything you can glean from from watching from watching her live? I thought she was pretty good. Um, I thought the whole midfield did a good job of kind of controlling the game. 
It's just they could not find a way to get it get it into the attack and actually finish it. Um, and really, Ter- Terramikian was the only like true out and out striker on that team. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of midfield, and uh, Orlando were playing the same way. They were they were playing a very much a defensive type formation as well. So. Yeah, I'm curious what you thought of, of Bailey Feist. I've I've been hoping, I've been waiting for her to have a breakout game this season, and it's not come at all. Um, I think that she may need the uh, internationals around her to find, maybe give her some more space. I just think that she had a rough game. Uh, she wasn't really able to create anything. Orlando was, I think, pretty okay with how how the game ended out from a score perspective and just sort of the way they set up, but. Uh, it, it was it was it was kind of it was kind of tough to watch because anything that was positive that was created there just wasn't there wasn't someone there to 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 take it all the way and to put it in the net so but I, yeah I, I didn't think I didn't think she had a very good game I'm hoping maybe that when everybody comes back her and Ashley Sanchez uh, can can really turn things around get some get some get some assists get some goals or this is just going to be her year of recovery post surgery and then she comes back in 23 with. Uh, a chip on her shoulder. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm trying to look. I decided uh, I was going to try to look and see, you know, I guess looking ahead, unless there's anything else you want to talk about this game um, as far as the uh, as far as the rest of the game. Any other sort of any other things you noticed? Uh, it was it was a tough game, I think, just overall. Um, and just trying to look, too, I was just curious what the uh, what the spirit. Uh, so I look what the spirits um, overall you know, chances, so to speak. Now there are of course, two more teams this season. Uh, last year to get to the playoffs, you needed 33 points, 33 points, got you into the playoffs right now. They are sitting at 10 points. Not with, good. I think I saw 10, 10 matches left. I believe is that, is that how much, is that how much they have left? I think that's, I counted that correctly. Uh, so let me just count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, sorry, nine matches left. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Nine. So they have nine matches left. Um, they will play the rest of those games out of field. I think we talk about it. Uh, so that's a maximum of 27 points, if my math doesn't fail me correctly. Uh, so that would put them at um, at 37 points, which is sort of just at that playoff line. Uh, they have to essentially run the table, um, I think, to make the playoffs. And even I think even then you have to put in uh, put in a little bit of buffer um, to make the playoffs. So uh, a win, I think, would have definitely helped them there, and uh, I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be rough goings, and it's it's really weird. It's really weird to say considering how talented we know this team as. So I um, I found a I found a betting probability site for that, and right now you did right now they're twelve percent chance to get make the playoffs, which is not super great, <laughs> not not something you want to set uh, any of your. Uh, this is this is. I don't know. If this is this is current. Uh, maybe it is. What's the record now? Are they one six and three? One. They are one seven and five. Okay, so this is old, but I don't think it got better. <laughs> so it's probably no. lower than that. No, it's you know it's I I I think that that for me just kind of was like well you know I keep thinking oh once they get the players back they're gonna be they're gonna be fine but I mean they just have not been able to. Uh, to put together to put together a victory in this stretch. Here we go. And I got five thirty eight says seven percent make the playoffs, four percent make semis, two percent make final. Less than one percent chance to win the final. Make the playoffs, anything can happen. Yeah, seven percent. 
I, I think at this point, what you want, I think what you want on this team, you want, you want the, you want your stars back. You want your Ashley Sanchez. You want your Trinity Rodman. All the players that you've been missing, you want them to come back. Uh, you want this team to go on some sort of run. You can't have them, you know, finishing bottom of the table, you know, next to bottom of the table. Um, and you just hope you can put together, you know, something that at least gets you back into the sort of the, at least into the conversation heading in late where, you know, maybe you need to put together a late run. Um, I think it's, I think it's one step at a time. I think they're probably taking the mentality that DC United's talked about, which is every game's a final at this point. I think they go on the road. Yeah. I think it's interesting too. They have North Carolina as 40% chance to make the playoffs and they're sitting on eight points. To Washington because they have nine games because they have they so have, many games in they hand. have plenty of games to play but you got to play them you got to win them so that's I think yeah. that's always interesting anyway yeah I mean it's tough it's a tough year it continues to be a tough year they are going to have a twelve day break oh. now and then come back and theoretically uh, Ashley Hatch who returned from the national team with a leg injury uh, and Julie Rotter who was both they're both spotted out before the game. Uh, in a knee brace, and now I think I just saw Julie Rodgers on, on a beach somewhere in a knee brace. So they they should both be back. They're soft tissue injuries. The uh, uh, Chris said it was very possible that they'd be available against North Carolina. Talk about a must win game though. That would be great. Yeah, getting 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 three points from North Carolina with those games in hand that was is essential for them to uh, keep some distance between them and the bottom. Yeah, and and uh, by the way, did you hear they had a game canceled um, North Carolina due to COVID protocols? I don't know if you heard about this. Their last game got canceled. Uh, they apparently, some of the players violated certain COVID protocols for that game, and they got hit with a fine mm. uh, and still get to replay the match, oh. which is, <laughs> which again, is the NW, is the NWSL just like deciding that they're, this is just like, we're just going to punk the spirit the entire, that's what it feels like, honestly. We get to the second, and then the second part of that is the fact that Jaden Shaw has been announced uh, that. Uh, she will be staying with the San Diego, uh, with the San Diego Wave, despite the fact that she had trained with the Spirit for weeks on end. Uh, despite the fact that she apparently didn't want to go to the Spirit, um, the uh, the San Diego decided they wanted to. They wanted two hundred. The rumor is they wanted two hundred fifty thousand dollars in allocation money for the for for Jaden Shaw, um, and the Spirit just either didn't have the funds or couldn't couldn't make it up. So uh, great work in WSL. Awesome sauce. Um, <laughs> she wanted to stay. Oh, yeah. From from what I've heard, she and her mom wanted. They've been practicing with the spirit for a long time. They were mm-hmm. they were staying locally. They wanted this to happen, but they're clearly next year. I think they're going to spend some time figuring out a more fair system for this because this isn't yeah. this is not it. Uh, not that MLS is any better with its discovery lists and all that all that malarkey. There's I think that there's. A good way to do it, and neither of the American leagues have figured it out yet. So maybe, maybe next year, hopefully. But the question now, the question now is, they were anticipating having her, signing her, paying her money. That was was a roster spot. That was salary on the salary cap. Does that mean that they're now going to go out and fill that spot with another player who is making would would made that money much money? I hope so. I hope they're still looking at that, even in a season where everything is lost. I still think you should focus on improving the roster. I don't think there's yeah. any downside in doing that. So hopefully they're able to do that in the summer window. Yep, and uh, I think Emily um, Emily Gray has asked the question: Do you do you, do you think the Spirit will make any new signings before the end of the season? Um, will 
Kerkorian work is magic, which is magic. <laughs> the new GM. Uh, and uh, so let's start. With, she's got she's got a couple questions yep. going on here. So let's start. Let's start with the first one. Um, <clears throat> I hope they do. I, I'm not sure. Again, we don't know. There, the salary cap is like an absolute mystery. It's it's opaque and MLS. It's it's like trying to like make out figures through a through a stained glass uh, door. Um, but you can kind of get a good sense of like you know how much money DC United has, where they're looking at with you know international slots. We have none of that information. None none of that information from them in WSL. We have no clue, uh, no clue how much roster space they have. I'm not expecting any game changer. I think Jaden Shaw would have been sort of the game changer because Jaden Shaw would have not uh, would have probably still been relatively inexpensive and still might have fit under that cap. Um, they could also be holding maybe they have the 250,000 in allocation, but they're like, you know, we still have other players that we need to sign or we need to look for something. Um, who knows? Uh, so that might have been that might have been their, their calculus on that. Um, I, I hope I, I think they will. The question's going to be, I think if they won a couple more games, and you think playoffs are a possibility. You're also looking at um, potentially another expansion draft next year. Yep. No. Which because uh, Utah's coming back, right? So I think it's just one team, right? I can I can remember the exact numbers on that. But um, so so you're looking at another expansion draft. So you're looking at potentially losing another player. Now again, you know the team hasn't been great, but I would say <laughs> I would say it wouldn't take a manager long to look at Sniff fold of their own. So I think you'll see some signings. I'm not expecting world world changing type of signings. Maybe just some more depth pieces. Uh, really looking ahead to to next season, um, especially especially as we get sort of ready for the last third of the season. Uh, and how much longer do you give Chris Ward to write the ship? I, I'm not anticipating anything. Um, John, what are your, what are your thoughts on this? Do you, do you think his seat is hot at all? Or do you think it's still just, I've heard this now from multiple people. I've heard it from, I've heard it from fans. I've heard it from people around the team. I've heard it from other media folks. Saying, I don't know, Chris Ward's got to be got to be getting worried about his, at his his job potentially. I just do not see any coach in the universe that could have taken this set of variables, which is a congested pre a, a, a long preseason, a tournament, a high mm-hmm. speed tournament, a congested beginning of your part of your season, losing seven of your players, all of all of your starters, for a month in the middle of the season, and then still being expected to do well. Could they be doing better than this? Maybe they maybe could. I think that that's there are there are points lost from winning positions. So even just there in those two games where they took wins and turned them to draws or losses, that's that makes a difference. Particularly because how tight the the uh, the table is now. I, I would say that he has at least next year, the whole mm-hmm. year before we're, we're talking about that. Uh, you don't have the run that he had before this on accident when he had all of his players at his disposal. So that's that's what I'd say, and also as a correction too, we don't have, there are no expansion drafts for 2023. The earliest they would enter is 2024, uh, and Utah Royals would be one of those. No one is set, but there is a bunch of teams that are. The Bay Area is another one. Austin's another one. So we'll we'll yeah, we'll okay, see there. So. But I I think that doesn't that to your point, a world beater is probably not what they did sign here. I think improving your depth, finding a little bit better options. Uh, I think is what they probably should do. Oh, hopefully, that, the challenge there is when you have a roster. I mean, you've seen this in MLS all the time, right? It's a top-heavy roster. They have the NWSL's highest-paid player, 
and they have other players who have gotten raises in the recent years, when you get down to the bottom of that roster, you're, you got a bunch of players on the minimum. So it's hard mm-hmm. to find that depth that when they step up, you have a high level, high level of confidence that they're going to be able to do the job. Some, some of them have, some of them haven't. And that's, then that's kind of the way it goes, particularly when you have a roster built this way. And I would argue, I mean, I think the real struggle has been, I look at some of these games where they've lost one, nothing, um, where they've eked out a one, one draw. I mean, I think those are games. If you, your, your entire, you have three of your top starting forwards that are out of your game. Those, those players make up a huge number of, of goals and assists. I understand, you know, the defensively they've been, they've had moments, but the defensive moments have almost been lapses more than anything. They haven't been like, they're getting dominated in this game. So in my mind, I, I, I mean, maybe his seat is warm. I don't think you fire or you let go of a championship coach coming off a championship, you know, with all those variables. Maybe they suffer a little bit of a, a championship hangover. If you know, let's assume, you know, they don't have the crazy schedule. Let's assume, you know, they don't have the um, the international break. Uh, by the way, I mean, we're looking at uh, we're looking at for next season, obviously, the Women's World Cup. So we're looking at potentially, potentially a similar situation with the with a bunch of players being missing. But they'll uh, shut for down for events. a month, probably like they did last time. I would hope. But, uh, you would hope, uh, you know. but they might still play some games. But yeah, the NWSL really. I mean, what, what's what's sort of crazy to me, and I understand like, well, then like, well, then we have a situation where we're going to have basically the same thing. It really kind of baffles. It does baffle me a little bit that they really do not play that many games in a season. Like we're looking at, I think what, 20, 20 what was it? 22 games mm-hmm. in a regular season. I mean, that's not a lot of games. You can't find a way to like break this out a little bit. I, I think, I think the challenge cup needs a revamp needs some sort of change. I, I mean, honestly, my idea and maybe and my idea is to hold it, you know, in, you know, February as a preseason tournament, run it through, um, run it in Orlando or in Miami or someplace that is far away. And I know the logistical, the logistical parts of it would probably not be ideal, but just make it the teams like preseason, like just make it like their preseason camp. And that's going to be their preseason. You have the money, you have the matches and everything and just do it that route, not have this craziness that, that forces teams and, um, they will have, of course, I think there's going to be a little bit more of a spread out, I think, between the amount of games and then um, the, the before the World Cup actually starts, obviously. Um, so I think that's going to kind of help things a little bit. Um, so, you know, it's it, hopefully I'm hopeful for, for some better some better scheduling. Um, and hopefully the maybe if there's still bad scheduling, uh, the uh, spirit or not the team that's caught up in this. I was just uh, about very to say, strange. somebody else gets yeah. to be in the barrel next year, no matter what. It's not us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting. You know, you look at a team like the San Diego Wave, and, you know, even Angel City's been struggling a little bit. Uh, you look at some of these teams that are struggling, and you see the teams near the bottom are the ones, I think, that have a lot of international players that they're missing. Um, that's not a good thing. I mean, you don't want that type of competitive balance kicking. Uh, you know, otherwise, or what they need to do is they need to say, if you get called, if you, you know, you get players that are called up, you know, we give you we give you allocation money. We give you assistance to go out and find players, like significant assistance um, to, to, to bulk up your roster. I mean, maybe that should be the reward. You know how MLS does it for 
teams that win, they give them extra allocation money so they can compete in Champions League. You know, if you win trophies and you have international players that are called up, you know, maybe you base it off the last sort of international break, how many players get called up. And that dictates, like, how much money you get. And, you know, that's and that's how much you can sort of sign to sort of boost your roster. Um, I don't know if it would be a fair – people probably say it wouldn't be a fair system, but neither is this. So nope. I don't know what you do at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I imagine there will be changes in some way. But like you said, as long as it's not us next year that are getting mostly hosed, <laughs> that would be nice. What do you, do you think, like uh, – <laughs> you think next year Chris Ward is going to – like, it, it, it's so funny, too, because they just, like, in the Challenge Cup, they, like, barely made it in. Like, they barely made it to that semifinal. Then they got to host it, and then it's like – I mean, this really – I think that's why he stays is because you saw in that challenge cup how he that team grew and they were they were firing. Yep. I mean, at, towards the end of that group, they were firing on all cylinders. So. We need the challenge. I don't cup think commemorative DVD. I think is what we need for this season. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's all. That's all. That's good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else you want to drop before we say goodbye? No, I think we we may be taking next week off. Just like the players, uh, they are all um, neither Ted or neither Ted nor I are headed to the the tropics or St. Barts or anything cool. <laughs> we'll just be where we normally are, but uh, may pick a break uh, and hoping to get some interviews with some players next week, uh, the week after get back to doing that. I know that that you, our listeners have enjoyed that in the past. So uh, I'll keep everyone posted as we get those lined up and get your questions in uh, on those. And if we don't see you, then everyone just hopefully, you know, enjoy a NWSL break and watch, the copious other amounts of soccer that you can watch. <laughs> I think by then, I think by then we'll probably have like other European leagues will be getting mm-hmm. started up. So a lot of those, a lot of those starting early now, very early preparing, preparing for the, I World think Cup August, up, I so. think August is when the, the, the British, the EPL or the women's super league uh, in England to start. Yep. All right, folks. Thank you all so, so, so much for watching. We will catch you guys uh, down the road. Bye. Bye.